Welcome to Everything Guns, Episode 2. I'm your host, David. Jody's on the other mic. Let's get into it. New smart gun coming out of Colorado that operates on fingerprint and facial recognition with an unlocking system that unlocks in less than a second. Quickly locks again when no longer in use, which I can't find anything in the specifications of what that means or how long that is. So their claim is less than a second unlock. Their claim, yes. So I guess that would be the fastest it would unlock? Absolutely. If it works perfectly, you have your finger set perfectly on the... And it looks like the fingerprint system is on the side. um, And this is on the right side, so I'm assuming they've... I'm wondering if they have it ambidextrous so a left-handed person could use it because it looks like it's your finger, uh, trigger finger that unlocks the gun. Yeah, I see your picture there. So you have to draw, keep your finger on the side of the slide, yep. let it unlock, and then go to the trigger yep. and then be ready to fire at that point. So you're, you're, at that point, you're, you're probably well over two seconds altogether. Now, at that point, you're shot. Yeah. And the facial recognition is on the back of the gun. I'm I'm very curious how that would work in low light. Uh, even if it, let, let's just assume that this all works perfectly. The amount of time that it takes the fingerprint and rich facial recognition to work is just going to be useless in a, in a self-defense standpoint. Now, if you're looking at what I think this gun is really designed for, which is to keep um, others from using your gun, for instance, keeping kids from getting in it, using it to commit suicide or keeping other people from stealing it, which this actually doesn't even do that because you've got a equipment this thing sits on that you can program your fingerprint in and facial recognition in. So if somebody steals your gun, if they steal that too, then they can program it in the way they want. They just can't use it on you immediately. So uh, it's selling for $1,499, which is going to put it out of the price range for a lot of people for a pistol. Uh, it's just not very practical. And these types of guns, they come out with them every few years, and they've never worked very well, never been practical. Um, I think this is going to be the same way. Not even coming out until next year. So they're taking orders for it now. If it actually makes it to, yeah, I, I guess, I I assume it, I'll assume it'll come out. But Well, it's going to come out because they're getting all this <clears throat> great press from all your major media uh, that aren't familiar with how guns actually should operate. So yeah, it's going to be the great. same media that wants to outlaw all your guns anyway terrible terrible idea um, so that's your that's your first that's my first one. review yeah terrible terrible idea for yeah. a gun yeah it's not good so you know one the first thing i was going to speak on today was my concealed carry pistol i was going to kind of compare it i got the canic tp9 elite sc which stands for subcompact eventually we're going to kind of compare that to the canic mete mc Nine, the micro compact nine millimeter. So we'll we'll kind of compare those eventually. But so my my Canic Elite SC, oh, twelve fifteen. It's got a twelve round mag, fifteen round mag. <laughs> I think like you're sleeping. Yeah, I usually care. I usually care with the fifteen round mag in it. It's height, and I'll say the height and width. Just that we're going to compare it with the MC nine here eventually. It's uh, four point eight inches. 4.6 inches tall, 1.45 in width, barrel length is 3.6 inches. So that's kind of overall length of it is 6.7 inches. So it's not a, it's obviously not a micro gun, but it's got a, it's optic ready slide cut for the shield systems. And that's what I carry on mine. I carry the shield SMS 2.0, I believe. What's the length of it? Uh, 6.7 inches. That's pretty long. 
don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So I carry carry the shield with the shield SMS 2.0. Uh, MSRP on this gun's 439. It's got a like an accessory rail. Shortened accessory rail, which is different if you look at the. We should MC9. quit pointing that thing at me. I didn't point that at you. <laughs> it's pointed the other way. The the MC9 just to compare it a little bit. It's the the new one just came out. What Shot Show? Yeah, or, I think so. Came yeah. out a little before Shot Show. Yeah, so it it also has a twelve round mag, fifteen round mag capacity. It uses it uses the same mags as. All the TP9 series and the Mete series. That's what I like about the Canics. I've got so, several of them. All of them can take the same mags. My, I use the same subcompact. My SFX is use the same mags. Yeah, it's, so they use the same mag. They're, the the MC9 is 4.52 inches long compared to the... to the, That's the height compared to the 4.6 on the Elite SC. It's much, much thinner. It's 1.12, similar to our... To the Springfield XDS. Yeah. And it's just a little bit thicker than a Hellcat or a or the uh, SIG P365. It's just, just a little bit little bit larger than that, but it, it's, it's made to compete with those guns. I like the so, Springfield's trigger just nowhere near as, as you know, crisp as the Canics. Yeah, I watched some reviews on the, the Mete, and it's got a similar trigger to the to the one that I carry, the SC. It's, it's, they're very good, so it's... Good wall. You get to the wall with a little bit of take up. Good, good crisp trigger, and then reset is really short on on all the pistols. So it's it's that's one of the highlights of the of the gun is their triggers. the The front side on my gun is a phosphorus front front dot sight with a with the rear sight blacked out. A little bit different on the MC9. It's got a it's got a rear blacked out sight, but it's just got a white dot front sight, similar to like a Glock or something, so it's not not as nice as the other one. It, the MC9 is also slide optics ready with a slide cut. Takes the the same footprint of a shield. the The iron sights are co witnessed to the. You can co witness them to your dot. So that's nice. Yeah, the it, it's basically the same price. It's the MSRP for the MC9 is four thirty nine as well. So Kenics are always priced good. Yeah, it is. It's a good price on them. What's a lot of reviews on the MC9? It's a looks like it's just a very good gun. The I really like the the I really like the size of the Elite, the TP9 Elite SC, the one that the sub subcompact it that I carry. You carry as well. I like that. It gives you a full size feel as opposed to that micro compact feel that you get with the the, the Springfields or the Hellcats or the Canics. So. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one of the Metes, but I'm still waiting on that steel frame arrival to come out. I'll talk a little bit about that later oh, on when we get to the, the USPC yeah. stuff. With the MC9, you do get a full-size rail, so you get a little bit more space on it than you do on, on our Canic, on our on the, the subcompact. If you want to put a light or something on it? Yeah, yeah. So Or a stupid laser? You can put a laser on it. It doesn't have... Lasers are useless. The If you look at the, the SC, you'll notice... You get this kind of like a finger rest, rough finger rest where it's a good good point to put your gun. That's good for audio. To put you, well, just showing it. Well, I'm showing you. Okay. Yeah. It. I'm just saying. But, I mean, it's, it's got the MC9 doesn't have that little rough spot where mm. you kind of would rest your, your thumb or rest your, your finger when you're not, not going to the trigger. But it's really, you know, it's a good spot to put the thumb kind of a. 
Yeah. Keep it keep a good good high grip on it. So that was that's those are the two guns I was looking at. That's a that's a good review. Well you know, to go along with that review is the I, I carried in a tier one that's mass applause. I carried in a tier one Axis Slim appendix carry holster. And these are the tier one holsters are really nice. It's got the it's, it's the same holster I got, I think. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. yeah, you got the spare mag. <clears throat> I've used it's, we've used the, I've used those and I've used the ones from um, um, T Rex. T Rex, yeah. yeah, I like both of those. Yeah, but this one you got you got the little shock cord that attaches the two, gives you a lot of flexibility. You got the little ear on the one side that kind of helps push everything back into you to for concealability. So they're they're really comfortable holsters. Well, what makes them even more comfortable is the wedges. I don't know if you have wedges on your. I do. Yeah, so I got two on mine. I don't think I've got two. I think I put one on it. Yeah, that's one thing. I wore this one until I found different spots where it was bothering me and put two medium edges on it. It's in the holster, man. It's pointed way over there. It's not even pointed at you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say a word. So, so that's my concealed carry. Is that TP, TP9SC in a Tier 1 Axis Slim holster. Canik is coming out with a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, they have their own holster, but it's nowhere near as good as that one. But that holster... Is, they do have a good holster, though. I wish they... I've asked them about left-handed holsters before, but yeah. they keep... I haven't got one yet. Yeah, the Tier 1 is pretty comfortable for appendix carry. $130 for the one I have. They get different prices. You can choose the colors. Choose the the top clip you want, where either a, a Nolte clip or the Easy Adjust Tier 1 clip. So... They make it pretty, uh, what's the word, customizable Yeah, for you. So Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I like Canik. I'm surprised they don't sponsor me as a shooter, but they would get, that's that's another story. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you were any good, they would. Huh. B-class, buddy. B-class. Now, the difference in weight between the two, the, the Canik Mente MC9, oh, it good. weighs, yeah, I just. I was wondering about the weight. Yeah. Well, 21.27 ounces compared to 20, 23.48 ounces. So about two ounces difference. You could have just said that. They're about two ounces different. I like giving the weight. That's that's obviously without rounds in the in the gun, because that'd make them way heavier. Yeah, but if they had the same amount of rounds, wouldn't it still be two ounces difference? If it's the same rounds, well, they're not going to be the same. What rounds. if I had like 145 grain in one? All right, let's move on. Grain hey, speaking speaking of ammo, <laughs> that's a good that's a good segue. Right. That's what I do? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Uh, so I've been shooting a lot lately, trying to go at least twice a week out to the range. So I've been trying to buy, find cheaper ammo. So I've bought, several times bought from Ammunition Planet. No, I'm trying to down Ammunition Planet, but I've been buying their remanufactured stuff. I've got some 124 grain TPS from them the last time. I shot some of that last weekend. After about two shots, there's so much smoke coming off the gun from that ammo that I can't even see the target. Uh, and then looking at the gun to check the target... The bullet looks like it's tumbling uh, when it comes out. It's not. It's not a straight shot. I mean, you've seen. You've seen the. Yeah, I saw where you had, Yeah, like every other shot where. I shot some more of it Tuesday from a different batch, and same thing, tumbling out. And the, the prior stuff I bought from them, didn't see that issue, but I had a lot of non, a lot of stuff that wouldn't fire. It hit the primer, gun round wouldn't go off. But so, probably well, not going to buy any more from them. Can you explain? You explain to us why it would tumble. It's not coming out straight. I don't know. <laughs> it could be something to do with how it's pushed into the casing. I did notice I had a couple rounds that were pushed too far into the casing, so I don't know if it's uh, 
that the bullets are just not good bullets. It could be some some imperfections in the bullet that make it tumble. I don't know. <laughs> a freaking ammo expert. I'm just telling you that it wasn't that good compared to the. Uh, I did buy some from Freedom Munition. A uh, thousand rounds from them, hundred same, hundred twenty four grain, same remanufactured, had no issues with it. Um, the difference in the in the quality of the ammo is is very visible. The Freedom Munition stuff is very clean, looks like brand new ammunition. I touch it, you don't get you know powder on your fingers. Yeah. The, so how much did the dirty stuff cost? Uh, it's like um, I don't know, like eleven fifty. For fifty rounds, okay, and the other was like twelve fifty for fifty rounds. So there's about a dollar difference yeah. between the. So I've been buying that Fioki for about thirteen fifty a box. Yeah, I got some for thirteen fifty yesterday. It's supposed to be going down for for Ruger days at Larry's Pistol. I bought it for twelve fifty yesterday. Well, I didn't. Hmm. I bought it in Huntsville. It was still thirteen fifty. Hmm. Got ripped. But anyway, off. yeah, I'm not gonna probably not gonna buy any more of the Ammunition Planet hmm. stuff. It's, can't even see the target after two shots. Doesn't do me much good. But that's my ammo review for the day. I like these buttons on this thing. Stupid. Like so is that it on your on No, your I got review? one. I, I thought you had another review. Yeah, well, I was going to talk a little bit about the Talon grips. No, oh, I like those. So that's, you know, although Canik does have fairly good texture on their grips, I still like to have something more on our on the my concealed carry gun, the, the SC. I got the Pro Grip on it. I really I meant to get that other one because it's more rubbery feeling. It's supposed to be better for a concealed carry because it's not as rough. Because I got the on the my on my um, SFX. Yeah, XS XS XF. X what? SFX. Yeah, SXF. Yeah, that's it. SFX. That's what I said. Yeah, that one I got the granite, the really rough, almost almost like sandpaper, and I like that one because that's and you hold on to that, it just it just stays in your hand. Yeah, even if your hands are wet, it stays good. Yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah, so even I got to wear I like on those those talon grips on. I bought on the medium. I bought the medium stuff the first time, and then I went with the more aggressive. Yeah, stuff you did. Last yeah, stuff. when you saw how good mine was, yeah. I'm about to buy some new ones for my concealed carry gun. I want to take these off and put the. I'm going to wait and see what I do for the new rival steel frame. It supposedly has fairly aggressive grip on it already. With it being such a heavy gun, I'm going to see if I even need to put that aggressive grip on it. But I probably will because I like the stuff. But Yeah. The, <clears throat> the Talon grips are nice. They have different different ones where you can go really aggressive or in between. The The Pro Grip is $24.99. The really aggressive grip is actually only nineteen ninety nine, so it's a little cheaper. So but they really really help hold on to the gun. It's such a good deal on that stuff. I've had that stuff. It's just like it goes on like tape. I've had it use a little heat gun, heat yeah. it up, keep it on there. I've had mine on over for a year and no issues with it. So um, Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of wear on this one. I can tell where my thumbs go. It's wearing so I'm probably gonna change it out soon. Yeah, I like it though. Good deal. So I was looking at this thing from Brownells. I got an email from Brownell. You know they got a gun con coming up from Brownell. No, I did not. I think it's a in a. I think it's in September. Let me look that up. That would be pretty cool to go to. Anyway, called Gun Con. But this thing is a Law Tactical AR-15 folding stock adapter. 
It was listed on the email I got for 209 to 219 but when I looked it up and put it in my cart, it came up to 249 So, a little bit different. Still adapter enables installation on a, of a folding stock on any AR-15. Uh, works with standard gas impingement or gas piston systems. Um, single button operation for quick folding and unfolding. It's a pretty neat little item. You, it, you have to add a little extension onto your um, carrier boat, uh, which... It comes with. Is that to replace the buffer tube or what? How's no, the buffer work? tube stays in. So you see. and How's the buffer there, tube so stays in? This goes in there. Um, well, I mean, the buffer tube's got a little notch. It keeps the buffer tube from coming out. And then it's, it's got, where's the stuff that comes with it? But it's got a little, a little attachment that goes into your carrier boat. Yeah, see? And you got to put a new castle nut on it. So the castle nut's what's going to keep that uh, buffer tube from popping out. And you get the little edge there. Showing a picture of it, uh, everybody can see. But pretty neat. I'd like to have one, but I can't imagine paying. It's hard to pay two hundred fifty bucks to have a folding stock. Yeah. Of course, you you, you can't operate. You can you shoot one time in that in the if it's folded, you can fire one time because of course your buffer is not going to reload your weapon. But, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty neat. I wouldn't mind having one. So if I put that folding stock on a regular AR with a 16-inch barrel, folded it, and shot it, what's the legality of that? Well, you're going to shoot it one time. But does it make it a short-barreled rifle? If it's overall no. length? I don't know. But I with, their new, with the new rules they have? I, it, I mean, overall their, length would be measured with the stock unfolded. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> you never know what the ATM, ATM, <laughs> ATF is going to do. Yeah. Hopefully they come to my house here soon and do an inspection. Moving forward on my FFL. Yeah, that's weird to hope for. Yeah, I know. I hate that's the only reason I don't want to do it anywhere else. I have them come to the, you know, they'll come to the house, do an interview, basically do an interview. They'll look and see where you're gonna store any any guns that you're gonna maintain, which doing what I'm looking to do in online sales. Um, not gonna be keeping things there. Probably really limited it, mostly pistols anyway. But um, trying to get my business license set up through the city, which is, I've done this before and had some issues. Hopefully, won't have any issues this time. But that process is moving forward. Hopefully, in a few months, we'll have an FFL and can start selling and buying and selling some guns at wholesale. So, have you seen the new red dot from Ruger? I have not. They have what they call the Ruger Ready Dot. Oh, oh, yeah, I heard about that, but I hadn't seen it. Yeah, they, it was made, it was designed to, to go with their, what's their, their gun? What is their gun they have? Is it the Max-9, the Ruger Max-9. They designed it to, to go with the Ruger Max-9, but it doesn't use a battery. Well, that's what I was, that's what I heard. That's, how does that <clears throat> work? I don't want to tell you. It uses, it uses the, uh, uses a fiber optic. A light gathering fiber optic to display your dot. So it just—it's it, not really a generated dot. It just uses light, and that's what it uses to display the dot. So if, my question is, like, if I'm in my house or something, if I grab it from a my, my safe, there's not going to be any any light there. So I don't know how long it takes it to to actually work. 
Sansa got a 15 MOA dot size. <laughs> I guess you're going to shoot at the moon? Well, it, it says, you know, they, they if you go watch their video, yeah, it's that's four inches in diameter at 25 yards. Good grief. That's how big that is. It does. Is it just because of the technology? Why is I would assume it is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not There's no, the brightness adjustment is automatic based on ambient conditions, based on your light conditions. The, but the, the dot size looks huge. If you go look at the video. It, I'm it looking looks, at the picture of it. I mean, it looks nice. Yeah. It's I, a, I can see, you can see where they, it looks like they've got like a mirror on the thing that reflects light back Yeah, this this what they're using. I think that's how they actually, if you look at it, it's something going across of it to yeah. to pull the pull the light through that fiber optic from that fiber optic. The, I mean, it's interesting. It's a really big dot. Don't know what it would do at night. It's um, it's shield SMS uh, footprint, so it would go on our it would go on our guns. I guess no if problem. you could co-witness with your iron sights. Well, it does, okay. it's designed, it was, it's made with the Ruger Max 9, so it does co-witness. And they, if you go watch the videos, they do claim, hey, most other guns, it's, it'll, it'll co-witness with those as well. I think it's a so, neat idea, but I don't well, know. That's a huge dot. Yeah, it, it is. The, the, only good, the, the main thing about it is $99. That's a good price. If they could get that down to a three or six MOA, <clears throat> that'd be pretty cool if you could co-witness it. I wouldn't mind having that if you could co-witness it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying it for 99, yeah, 99 but the dot is too big. Yeah, I, I can't shoot a 15 MOA. That, that's crazy big. Yeah. And then, like I say, I wonder. I want to wait for and look for some other reviews. I just don't see how in, in low-light conditions that that's going to do you very no. good. No. It's not night sight, it's fiber optic. So you know how your fiber optic sights look in, in low light, you don't see them. No, no, it's not, that's why, I mean, <clears throat> and then co-witnessing to your so, iron sights, that's not much better in the dark anyway. Unless so. you've got night sights on your iron, so, yeah. Neat idea. I like the new but, stuff they keep trying to come out with, but kind of similar to that gun we talked about last week with the tilting barrel. Cool yeah. ideas, but yeah, not for me right now. Well, that MSRP is ninety nine. If I could find that for like seventy nine bucks, I'd yeah. probably buy one just to try it because it'll. I can just pop it right on the gun, and you don't. Yeah, wanna, what you gun don't you gonna? It. I mean, that micro dot you're gonna put it on your everyday carry. Yeah, it would go. I'm, I didn't say I would use spring, it. I would try. Springfields, they didn't have. A, they don't have they slide guns. Not the yeah. original XDSs that we have. No, you can go spend a fortune and get a slide cut for it. I'm looking at my squad for my. Oh, that's, sectional that's, match. That's good to do while we're. Well, I'm looking at there's nobody. There's nobody in my squad yet. Just well, they me. know you. <laughs> uh, well, I hope it stays that all, way. All the good shooters get in the other squad. I've avoided this one squad. I avoided these two squads. Yeah. Yeah. Still got a lot of open places left for this match coming up in September. So it's still way early. They still haven't posted any stages for it yet. I want to see the stages. Yep, nothing yet. When was that again? September September 23rd. You're going to come watch. I'm thinking about coming to that. Yeah, you can carry my bag. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your, your you coach. Go, you can go uh, paste. I'll load your mags for you. Yeah, you can go paste uh, targets. No, I ain't pasting targets. That's one reason. The main reason I don't <laughs> go shoot those stupid things. I hate that. 
Man, I hate that with a passion. Let's go paint. Let's go paste. Yeah, that's what I liked about that. Uh, one thing I liked about that match I shot in North Carolina while I was there anyway, <laughs> before I got DQ'd. <laughs> that, that it was all uh, uh, staff reset, which was nice. You go you go shoot, and you're done. You can mess around, do whatever you want. Yeah, but that, that was, one guy like that. Well, I don't think he was pacing anyway, lazy bum. <laughs> be weird seeing him down there pacing with his feet. Yeah, I don't think he pacing. He might have. I ain't going to say. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he did or not. He probably, knowing, knowing the guy, he probably did. Probably. I don't know him, but probably did. So I shouldn't be, shouldn't be that way. That was that match where uh, Meg went with me and she needed a pair of uh, sunglasses, went over to Hunter, Hunter HD Gold, told him she needed some sunglasses and she bought them without knowing how much they were. She comes back with a $350 pair of sunglasses. She took them back, right? Yeah, she took them yeah. back, but it's pretty funny. She didn't have a clue that they were that expensive. I got a pair of those for that. <clears throat> They're nice. They're nice classes. Uh, all right, you want to get into our next segment around uh, self-defense shootings? Yeah. This segment brought to you by Misty Made It. For all your craft needs, check out Misty Made It on Instagram Facebook. Use Clear Creek as your discount code and receive 10% off your first order. All right. I don't know what that looks for. That's what's going to get us on the social media getting this out there. Yeah, no, that's good. I thought you said Clear Creek. So no, Clear Creek. Creek. Clear, C-L-E-A-R-C-R-E-E-K. 10% off your first order. Uh, pretty nice stuff. So I've got three cases of people using their guns in self-defense, and they're all similar uh, based shootings from their homes, but they're all a little bit different and really want to focus on not the legal aspects of it for the most part, but just the tactical aspects of it, what we think they should have really done uh, to prevent some of the outcomes that happened. First, well, I think we should mention that we are lawyers. So, um, Do you say we are or we're not? How do you think say we're not? We're not providing any legal advice at all. Yeah, yeah, we're not lawyers. First one, man shot and killed by police responding to the wrong home. So the police get a, a call for a domestic uh, abuse call. So they, they arrive, didn't check their address, and they went to the wrong home. They say they um, rang the doorbell and announced who they were. The guy was sleeping, though. It was late. Apparently didn't hear. It was in New Mexico. That's the um, recent one? Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did check that. I thought they asked for the address a couple of times while they sat there outside the door. Well, they might have, but yeah. they still responded to the wrong address. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they sat there for a little while, and then they finally figured out, after knocking and, and waiting, they finally figured out it was actually across the street where they were supposed to be, but but gone. Oh, is that when they, because they, it says they officers to stepped away from the yep, door. They were, the they home, were about to leave. Yep. The homeowner opened the screen door holding a handgun. Officer fired a single shot, killing the homeowner. Yeah, as soon as, as <laughs> yeah, it was hardly any. If you go watch the video, there was, I mean, it was only maybe a second of, hey, the dude opens the door, he saw it, and they're shooting him right then. Yeah, what's I find interesting is, well, not to get into the aspects of the case, but the, only one officer fired, which is interesting because normally that when one starts firing, they all start firing. So, um, they don't say whether or not the homeowner was pointing the gun. So that would be interesting if there's some body cam information. There, there was. I saw some video, and it 
And it looked like he was holding the gun pointed out. So um, so that's that's kind of where I'm going with this is, is what they could have done better as a homeowner and what they should have done, especially hearing somebody knock at your door or ring the doorbell, regardless if you know who they are. You know, uh, apparently there was a screen door. I'm always a big proponent of finding out who's out there before you open your door, uh, whether you've got a, some type of camera outside or even looking out some window or just, you know, kind of figuring out who's out there. Oh, that would have solved the problem of, of seeing who's out there. And if you see the police out there, hey, it may be a good idea not to walk out with your gun. Yeah, and that goes into the next case. So oh, are we done with that one? Well, I mean, that would, it moves right into the next one. I oh, just uh, Tactically, yeah. I think the guy should have looked out the window or looked at his camera if he had one to find out who was there. Oh, okay. Well, I, mean, we, I thought we were going to discuss more things he could have done, but well, what else could he have done? I, I to me, that's well, the biggest one that made the notes. Well, that's <laughs> the only notes I had. That's just to me. Don't open your door till you know who's out there. Okay. Good advice. I mean, he could have opened the door without a gun, which I don't think is prudent, especially late at night when you don't know who's out there. But but if you do know who's out there, it'd be a good idea not to open it with the gun or to open it without the gun. If you look out the window and see there's police, yes, don't open your door with a gun. That's good advice. (laughs) Why in the world did you put that? (laughs) I don't know. that button. But anyway, so the second case, and this is all all three of these cases have been in the news very recently um, over the last week or so. A uh, woman shot by a homeowner when uh, the car she was in pulled into a wrong driveway. And this was in New York. Uh, apparently, a, a car with several people pulled out in the country somewhere, pulled into a driveway. Homeowner didn't recognize the car to who it was. Comes out, shooting at the car, striking this young lady, killing her. He's actually been charged with second-degree murder. Um, again, homeowner... Oh, okay. You said again. I thought like he'd already had a charge against him. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is another. somebody. This one's different. So, yeah. so you've got a homeowner that's been killed. Now you've got a homeowner that's going to go to prison, basically for yeah for shooting it for no reason. He there's no way he can say that he was in fear of great bodily harm or or for his life. So he's he just come out shooting, and apparently from some. Things from his neighbors, nobody was surprised that this guy did this. Uh, so I'm sure they've had some issues with him before. But, you know, from a tactical standpoint, you can't just come out shooting at people in your driveway. You can't do it. got to be some reason for it. And then the third one, uh, a man shoots a teenager who rang the doorbell. This was in Kansas City. This also has been very heavily on the news uh, here recently. Um, late at, Not late at night, but 10 p.m., a gentleman was 84 years old, uh, in bed. Here's the doorbell ring. Goes, opens the wood door. The storm door is still closed. Um, he says the individual outside tried to open the storm door. He was in fear for his life. Fired two times, hitting the young man once in the head, once in the arm. The young man ran off, went to, went to a neighbor's house to get some uh, assistance. The homeowner immediately called 911, telling him what happened, claiming you know, that he was in fear for his life. Somebody was trying to break into his house. Uh, but this is all over the news based off the... the you can say race. I wouldn't say race. I'm trying to think of you the can, term. Uh, the, racial. the homeowner is white, 
the kid was black. Yeah, so this is causing so, some issues with 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 people in the area. They're protesting. They've actually come and done damage to the individual's homeowner's house. Uh, he's they, been they charged he's been charged. Yeah, oh, he's he, been he charged. Pled, yeah, he pled not guilty. He's been charged. And he could yeah. end up spending the rest of his yeah. life in prison. Yeah, the kid survived. Thankfully, he, he survived. Yeah, yeah, he survived and was. He's, I think he's out of the hospital at this point. And I don't know so, the everything that happened. Uh, I, I I can see where a homeowner at ten o'clock at night opens his door. If somebody reaches to try to open your storm door, definitely could think somebody's trying to break into your house if you don't recognize somebody. Uh, but again, I go back to this is the same thing for these three cases. If he's that scared at night, look out to see who's yeah, at don't your open door. The door. Don't open the door. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why people open the door. I don't. I don't open you can, my door. You I'll can look yell out my window before. You can yell at him through the door. Yeah. Hey, who is it? And then find out. Hey, I'm here for so and so. Well, they're not here. That yeah. that solved that. Quit opening the door to people. I've heard. I've heard. I've seen reports wondering why. Well, why? If this man was so scared, he shouldn't be living there. Why is he carrying a gun when he goes to the door? I always, if I, somebody comes to my door and I'm not expecting them, I would normally have a gun with me to whether I'm carrying it, whether it's on me. I'm not going to the door without some some type of protection, but I'm not also not opening it until I look out till I look out the window to see who's there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't have an issue with him being scared at nope. ten o'clock at night. Don't have an issue with him holding a gun. But I don't understand. Hey, I'm just going to open the door and let's see what happens. I got my gun, so I can deal with it. It's, it's dumb. Now he's facing life in jail. Yeah. So when we when we do our classes, that's one thing we talk about is having a home defense plan. Having and having it for different scenarios, and to me, that's one of the scenarios you need to be planned for. Well, just buy a camera. Yeah, they're cameras cheap. are cheap. You can see who's out there, and then at that point, don't open the door. Or to your point, if you don't have a camera, you can yell, "Who's at my door?" And if they, and they tell you, if they happen to be somebody that's at the wrong place, then they can figure out pretty quick they're at the yeah. wrong place. And if it wasn't, then you have, then you can be justifiable in using whatever you did if they're trying to get in at that point. And at least you have a barrier and gives you a little bit more time as well. So, well, yeah. that would have solved two of these issues, right? The, it would have solved the two. first one. And he wouldn't have opened the door and got shot by the cop. And the last one wouldn't have opened the door and shot somebody. It's just a little bit of common sense and looking out and see who's there before you react to what's going on. Yep. So those are the, those are the three kind of in the news self defense cases I had for this week. What's our next segment? You the one with the book. Well, I've got USPSA stuff. I'm not going to get into a lot of that because the the whole organization is kind of in turmoil right now with the new president that just got elected not too long ago. I guess last fall. Or maybe even started right before the end of the year or first nah, of the year. It was pretty recent. Yeah. <clears throat> he just got kicked out. He just got kicked out. So um, well, it was interesting if you look at it, he got kicked out because he doesn't have a RO his certification. RO cert- certification. But they they pulled it. They pulled his RO certification and then they and then they said, Well, you can't be the president because you don't have that. Yep. And then they kicked him out. So that's a Yeah, that's nice considering pretty good the, way uh, to get rid of somebody. Well, consider one of the board members also does not have their RO certification, but they gave him more time, which is against the bylaws. There's nothing in the bylaws that says they can do that, but they did it. Typical of a of a board. Well, it's one of the reasons I'm not going to shoot USPSA that much anymore, just because I'm I don't want to provide them with the money. To, that's the thing uh, with these organizations. If you look at any organization like this, it starts off that are nonprofit and 
I would guess most of them start off pretty decently and and doing what they want to do, but then people get in there and get a little bit of prestige, get a little bit of power. They like people looking at them as, as, hey, I'm the area director or I'm on the board of the NRA or or whatever it may be, and then they they start acting differently. What funny part of it is I wasn't a big uh, fan of the president anyway just from some of his statements before he came into into the role. Yeah, he's and the one who wanted had a well, a code of ethics or code of conduct. He's yeah. the one that was pushing that. Yeah, and now he gets caught up in the in the politics of it. So yeah. it's kind of uh, kind of ironic that he was pushing for that. And now he's one caught up in it. He's apparently he's appealing, but he doesn't have the votes on the board to get reinstated. So he's there's no way he's going to. There's really I, only two people yeah. on the board that'll vote for him to be reinstated. The rest of them are falling right in line. I love that you get you get kicked out by the board, and that's who you appeal it to. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good process. Board, yeah. The yeah. same people that kick you, you out, you appeal you appeal to to be reinstated. I'm sure. Well, sure it's the same way well. for the people they banned last year. The appeal had to go back through them. That's why some of them didn't even bother with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm fed up with the the organization. Luckily, it doesn't really affect local. You know, your local matches uh, really doesn't affect anything until you get to nationals. Uh, but just the just well, even a, that, most people don't even pay attention to. Well, it. Most people don't know, but I'm not. I don't like supporting an organization that's run that way, and I'm not going to. So, I've already paid for this match. I'm going to, you know. So I'm going to go ahead and and shoot this last match, and probably not do anything until the, some of these board members are gone. Uh, it's just too. It's just becoming corrupt, like some of the other boards, like similar to what's happened with the NRA. That's why I don't support them anymore. NRA had some board members that were calling them out, um, wanting to focus on gun rights, and they got kicked off the board. And some same kind of thing that's going on here. So I'm kind of done with it. Allegedly. Do what? Allegedly. Can anybody listen to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly what? Allegedly. 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 What is allegedly? allegedly. <laughs> That's the wrong word. <laughs> that word was. Yeah, I was trying word. to cover for you. That's the wrong word. I don't think that is. A, allegedly? It's allegedly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Did I say bling? Yeah, you got a B in there for some reason. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Legible. that's all I've got on the USPSA. Um, and we kind of already talked about my... I didn't really get a lot of good work in at my last range time because the ammo was... Coming out sideways, basically. Yeah, so much smoke weird. I couldn't see. The, well, the smoke was more an issue than the. I mean, obviously, the flight of the bullet's going to well, hurt your accuracy. Hurt some of that, not, yeah, definitely, yeah. but it's not going to affect your time. That smoke, I was, yeah, you couldn't see. No, after the second shot, I couldn't see the target. Yeah. It's so crazy. It makes it difficult to pick up at dot. Yep. Going back out in the morning. I'm going to use some of that fruit ammunition stuff. I did buy some Fiocchi stuff from uh, this weekend to shoot as well. Is it Fiocchi or Fiocchi? Because I, I keep hearing know. it different ways. I don't know. I don't care. It's got a CHI on it. Yeah, I know. Same as Fiocchi. Oh, I did see the... Uh, so I'm still waiting on my rival still frame. And I looked on Gunbroker. And there's quite a few of them on Gunbroker. But man, the prices on this. I think people are buying these things up as fast as they get them. them. And putting them on gun broker because I've been quoted like eight eight ninety nine for for the rival steel frame uh, for me. But I look on gun broker. I did see one on there for a thousand dollars with the mechanic red dot on it. I was going to bid on it, 
But there's seven days left in the bidding on that on that gun. So that's going to go way up. It's going to go way up because a thousand dollars for that with the with the red dot on it would be a great deal. But yeah, I can imagine. I'm going to look back into it in a few days and see where it's gotten to. But yeah, next time you got to look it up on Gun Broker. I'm wanting the uh, uh, not the not the dark out one. What's the other one? The um, uh, I don't know. The one you've been looking at. Yeah, it's silver. Yeah, the silver one, but it's I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Nice. Good gun. Still waiting on it though. That's the gun. I hope. I'll, I can't imagine I won't have it before the match, but I'd like to get it early enough to practice with it because it's going to be a bit heavier than the one I've been using. I was getting pretty consistent at my point eight two, point eight six draw time, but my mag changes were horrible. I still haven't done any dry fire practice on my mag changes. Don't need dry fire at all. Oh, back on that uh, Ruger Ready Dot. If you go look at it on their the website, it's currently out of stock. So they may be selling a few of those. So at some point, we'll see some good reviews on it. What? Where are you looking at it at? Shop Marlin. That's where you go to if you actually it's uh, everything and anything Ruger and Marlin. Hmm. I wonder if Brownells has got it. I don't know. Yeah, I say it's a nice idea, but I don't. I'm gonna wait and look at some reviews. I don't. I don't think it'd be. I, I don't see how I could use it in here, in the house or. And low light. Yeah, oh, I wish the interesting. I wish Canic would come out with a, a the smaller version of the mechanic. They don't have the micro. No, they're still the they're still putting the the shield on the on the subcompact. Yeah. I got a Swamp Fox on my subcompact. I think yeah. we talked about that before. Not real happy with it. Get a lot of no. I don't like any Swamp Fox. Uh, I guess the star bursting on the yeah. red dot from it. Yeah. I love the gun. I put the little, I got the little compensator on mine. Really, yeah, reduces that recoil. It looks cool. And you got <laughs> the swap. Yours is adjustable. Your dot size. Mine, your dot not dot size, but uh, how bright it is. Yeah, the brightness. Yeah, yes. Mine, the it's shake on too. Yours is always on, right? Yeah, it's always. Yeah, mine always is on. Mine is supposedly shake on, and it adjusts based on based on the light. Yeah, mine doesn't. Mine does not. Yeah, I don't like yours. Yeah, I don't know. I like this. I like the shield SMS, but mine does have the crack in it, and it happened pretty early on. I probably should have sent it in for warranty repair. Didn't you crack the one you had on your SFX too? Yeah, that was the Vortex, the Venom Vortex Venom. I had it for a long time before it finally just fell apart. Yeah, I mean, I put thousands of rounds. Yeah, you should look at the mechanic and replace that with it. Yeah, I will at some point after I get my son through college. I can actually pay for something <laughs> other than school. Yeah. <laughs> Good use of that. <laughs> well, that's all my reviews. I don't have anything else for today. Yep, that's all I got for today. So until next time, we are Everything Guns.